0: But it turns out that much of that soaring leap in redemption rates was less about plummeting shareholder satisfaction than about a fraud that was being inflicted on the long-term shareholders of mutual funds. Much of that increase in redemptions, in fact, reflected the growing use of mutual fund shares in market-timing programs, largely by substantial investors and hedge funds. As the years passed, more and more investors became aware of how easy it was to make purchases or redemptions of funds after the local markets for the stocks they held had closed. The funds priced their foreign stocks at the closing prices in local markets, which had closed long before the New York Stock Exchange closed at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Periodically, opportunities arose to, as it would later be alleged by Attorney General Spitzer, bet on the horses after the race was over. The betting, as it were, was widespread. The SEC later identified some 400 hedge funds that described their strategy as mutual fund market timing. International funds, of course, were the prime victims of what became known as time zone trading. As the chart in figure 16.7 on your PDF companion shows, The problem goes back at least to the late 1990s, when redemption rates on international funds leaped above the industry-wide rate of 30 to 40 percent. But by 1998, as more investors became aware of the, well, opportunity to engage in this essentially risk-free arbitrage, the international fund redemption rate began to steadily increase. It crossed 60 percent in December 1997, 70% 70% in September 1998, 90% in March 1999, 100% a 1-year holding period in March 2000 and 110% in July 2000, reaching an all-time peak of 128% in October 2001 and again in October 2002. Finally, after the Spitzer revelations in the fall of 2003, the time zone trading practice began to abate, with redemption rates falling below 30% by January 2004. It's remained in the 25% range, with a few upward thrusts, through July 2007, a four-year holding period that, although it seems to me absurdly short, suggests that time zone trading has been substantially eliminated. The remarkable fact is that the data showing these extraordinary redemption patterns was not hidden. The amount of redemptions in international funds was published by the Industries Trade Association, the Investment Company Institute, in every single one of the 212 months shown in Figure 16.7. All that remained was to compare those redemptions with the fund's assets and calculate the rate. Is it possible that the industry and its leaders weren't aware of what was going on? Only out of inexcusable ignorance of what the business had become, or because it was a good idea, in the interest of building assets in international funds, to turn a blind eye to the disservice it clearly represented to the long-term shareholders of these funds. But if it was ignorance, it should have been exorcised with the publication of an article in the Financial Analyst Journal of July-August 2003. Written by four NYU professors, it was titled, Stale Prices and Strategies for Trading Mutual Funds. The authors demonstrated how easy and how profitable it was for investors to develop winning strategies. It concluded, Should mutual funds even worry about trying to prevent these strategies? Because the gains are offset by losses to the other long-term shareholders in the funds, the funds have a fiduciary duty to take preventative action. Why don't they? Because short-term trading increases assets under management and increases management compensation, and managers may have the perception that blocking these strategies puts the fund at a competitive disadvantage. In short, taking action to limit trading would hurt fund marketing. Rather than being alerted to the problem, the industry ignored it.